Attention Northwest Arkansas businesses and talent seekers. Introducing OnboardNWA.com, your hyperlocal job board crafted for our unique community. Struggling to find the perfect match for your job openings? Onboard NWA simplifies the hiring process, connecting you with the region's top talent through tailored talent matching solutions. Whether you're an employer seeking expertise or a professional looking for your next opportunity, Onboard NWA is here for you. Discover more at onboardnwa.com and let's build the future of Northwest Arkansas together. Hello, Northwest Arkansas. Randy here, bringing you a quick word from our sponsor, Signature Bank of Arkansas. Since 2005, Signature Bank has been all about empowering our community with local ownership and top-notch banking services. Signature Bank's roots run deep with assets over a billion dollars, and they're right here in your backyard with branches in Bentonville, Rogers, Springdale, Fayetteville, and now including Harrison and Jonesboro. With a growing family of more than 200 teammates, they're ready to serve you with the warmth only a true community bank can offer. And they've got Banco C, the first bilingual bank in Arkansas, to ensure that banking is for everyone. So give Signature Bank a call at 479-684-3700 or visit Signature.Bank online. Mention you heard about them on the I Am Northwest Arkansas podcast for that personal touch. Signature Bank of Arkansas, big on assets, local at heart, and a proud member of the FDIC and an equal housing lender. It's time for another episode of I Am Northwest Arkansas, the podcast covering the intersection of business, culture, entrepreneurship, and life in general here in the Ozarks. Whether you are considering a move to this area or trying to learn more about the place you call home, we've got something special for you. Here's our host, Randy Wilburn. Hey folks, and welcome to another episode of I Am Northwest Arkansas. I'm your host, Randy Wilburn, and this is a unique episode to say the least. I'm sitting here with Ben Clark, who is the owner, founder of Be Unlimited, and um, we actually sat down and we were just sitting here figuring it out almost a year to the date that we are recording this podcast. This podcast is actually being recorded on March 1st, 2021. And we actually sat down on March 3rd, 2020, right before the pandemic hit and before everything just changed in our universes to the two of us and as well as your universe, I'm sure. So I'm excited to bring Ben back because originally we were going to put this episode out, but there were so many changes happening. And we said, you know what? When the time is right, let's sit down. Let's have another conversation. Find out where things are because so much has changed in the last 12 months for as I know it has has for you, the listener. It has for me as it has for Ben. So 
Without further ado, I want to welcome Ben Clark back to the I Am Northwest Arkansas podcast, even though those listening to this episode have not heard him before because the first episode never got released. And we are going to release that episode because I want you to hear it. And you can be your own judge about the the changes that have taken place over the short term and the long term. But uh, without further ado, Ben Clark, how are you doing? Doing well. Doing yeah, well. Thanks good. for having me on this podcast again. Absolutely, man. Randy, Absolutely. it's uh, yeah, it's it's crazy that it's been a year. Exactly. Almost. I mean, just like almost to the day. Yeah. yeah. And a lot has happened for you. I mean, we, we were just talking about that. So much has happened in that short period of time. And I mean, a year is a, is a blip on the radar screen, right? I mean, we're, we're both in our 50s. So, you know, we, we like to slow the years down if we can. Yeah, if we <laughs> you can. Know, if but we they can. only seem like they go faster and faster. E- exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But man, I would love for you just, I would love to just to catch up and, and let us know, you know, what's been going on in the last year for you and for Be Unlimited and some of the changes that you've experienced in your organization. Wow. Well, lots happened in this last year. I mean, because of COVID and just all the, uh, all the restrictions that were put out and uh, with the, uh, all the universities closing down is if you go back and you listen to the first podcast, you'll, you'll know that uh, we're a university based licensed apparel company that do uh, custom apparel for universities all across the United States based here in Fayetteville, Arkansas. And uh, we've grown significantly over the years and, so this, uh, we were, and what we, well, we had a very, I think what we, a good thing is that we've just had a, we have a really good stable foundation in our business that helped us sustain through this last year. We're still small enough. We were able to pivot there at the beginning and kind of figure out what we we're going to do. We had to make some quick reactions. I mean, just like most businesses, we had to, we had to do some layoffs because I mean, business just got, I mean, just like turned off one day. With all the universities shutting down, I'll never forget talking to a friend at the University of Arkansas, and he said, oh, the university will never shut down. I was thinking, you know, take the act of the governor to shut the university down. And sure enough, two weeks later, <laughs> the governor sh- sh- you know, shuts the university down. And right. so I was just like, oh, my goodness, you know, what do we do? And this is before any of the PPP had been announced or any of this. And so we, we reacted really quickly quickly and swiftly as far as what we needed to do. We started thinking, okay, who is rowing the boat right now at Be Unlimited? Who is actually keeping it afloat and who's not? We've got to like, because one thing we knew is that if we're going to survive this for everybody, we've got to keep the boat afloat. We've just got to keep the boat afloat. And so as long as the boat's afloat, then people can have something they can come back to, I guess. And so so that was one of the hardest, most grueling times I think of my life is having to go through and and meet with the exec team and go, y'all, our sales have been turned off. I mean, we have no money. I mean, like sales aren't coming in. And so we've got to figure out what to do. We're going to have to lay people off. And we're like, lay people off. I mean, we've been growing, constantly hiring and just on this upward hiring mode for so long. It was just like a new concept of thinking, whoa, you mean we've got to go through here and cut people's names and said, no, we're not cutting people's names because everyone here is supposed to be here, but we're just going to cut, we're going to cut positions. And so we went through and go, okay, what position in here at Being Limited can we eliminate that's not really rowing the boat and making, you know, that keeps us sustainable. And uh, so with a lot of tears, I mean, a lot of tears, it was one of the hardest meetings I think I've ever gone through, but it was, uh, we had to make a lot of cuts. And then after we made those cuts, then then lo and behold, the governor comes in and 
a government comes in and says, hey, we've got this PPP that we want to help businesses be able to keep their employees, you know. Right. So then we were able to hire back, you know, people because of that PPP on that first round, which was uh, saving grace for us as a company of not having to lay everybody off, I guess, and continue to sustain. And and it helped us to kind of re-energize us and helped us learn how to pivot. And we instantly started making masks here at BN Limited before you could get your hands on masks. There at the beginning, we were making these, we were cutting up t-shirts and just making masks is all we were doing. We had long assembly lines of people just making masks and making as many as we possibly could. Yeah. While the supply was down in America and you had a hard time finding them, now there's no need for us to do that because it was really difficult and really not cost effective at all, cutting up t-shirts and making masks. But that's what we did. To be able to sustain our employees here and just be able to stay busy and and whatnot, half our staff went home and worked from home. The other half, our production staff, you can't work from home if you're to do production, right? Uh, right. Making masks and things like that. So they had to come up here. So we had to do what every other production or manufacturing company had to do is uh, we had to make some strict protocols and and take people's temperatures and make everybody wear masks and things like that. This thing and spread out. Everybody had to work distance from each other and just kind of do that. And so we're pretty fortunate. I mean, we did have some COVID outbreaks here, but not very many. And so we were very fortunate to, to jump on the bandwagon of doing things right. I guess there at the very beginning, which helped sustain a lot of uh, COVID from spreading here in our facility. People here got it, but they got it mainly from, uh, just their own family members or somebody else in their family and their household got it. And so they end up getting it too. So they end up staying away until they cleared it. But that's where, so, but through that, just like with everything, when, when something catastrophic like this happens, it makes you rethink kind of what your, uh, you know, what you're doing, what your purpose is, what your significance is. Am I doing the right thing from the very top from me owning the company to People that are working hourly kind of help them kind of reassess, is this what I want to do? You know, is this where I'm supposed to be? I saw a lot of that happening too as well. And so we've had a lot of changes happen this last year that I would have never expected a year ago. Last time we spoke, the, um, here comes our new CEO right now and into our meeting space, but I want to go ahead and share this here. Let me see. Because a year ago, if you listen to me and Randy talk, one of the things that he he used this uh, a lot and he has it on his, he's still wearing the bracelet and he, and I still, oh, yeah, I wore the better. bracelet for a long time. It's just being 1% better. Right. Right. And, right. uh, Oh, I love that. They made some, <laughs> they made some shirts here at being limited saying 1%. And yeah, that's, that's it. and really it's just about getting that one, you know, let's not focus on, uh, you know, what we're doing as far as, uh, changing the world, but let's just, Let's just focus on getting 1% better every day right now because we've we've kind of hit rock bottom all of a sudden and we just need to focus on getting that 1% better. So we really encourage that after I met with Randy a year ago throughout all our staff is, hey, <laughs> let's just do that 1%. If everybody can just do that 1% from where we're at right now, we will sustain and we will get better and we will come back, you know, stronger than ever. So, wow. so we really pushed that across and Kevin Wassmiller just walked in here with a couple of shirts saying 1%. I love that. Our logo on there because uh, it's all because of Randy hey. and what uh, he left us and the blessing that he left us with that a year ago. 
and as such a great encouragement, actually. So, well, good. I'm glad that really makes me feel good. That because I give those to all the guests. So whoever is a guest on the podcast gets a a T-shirt that says "One Get One Percent Better Every Day." And I got that from. I of course, you know, there's nothing new under the sun. I got that from James Clear, Atomic Habits, and it's just that you know, you know, that approach to just consistently improving and getting better. And you know, don't worry about where you are. Worry about where you're going. And, um, you know, focus on that and that, you know, that whole 1% better. I, that's my mantra. I use it every day. I try to live by that. And I'm glad to hear that it was um, a motivating force for you guys. So that's Oh my exciting. gosh. Yeah. I, I literally, there was not a day that I came, did not come into the office without that bracelet that you gave me right. on my wrist just right. to remind myself that daily yeah. and to remind the people that I was around here at Be Unlimited. Yeah. Hey, let's just keep getting 1% better. Yeah. You know, yeah. so that was. That's Huge. good. I love that. So I have a question for you because a lot of people may not know you guys were, you guys have been an Inc. 5000 firm. You guys have been- four, We were four years in a row, five, really five years in a row, but I, mean, I guess COVID kind of shot that down. Shot that so, down, yeah. yeah. So what was that? I mean, you know, just becoming that, right? Because for a lot of small businesses and entrepreneurs, that's kind of like the holy grail of acceptance and acknowledgement that what you're doing is working and and it's right. And I know that it's it's- I've been involved. I was a part of a, of an Inc. At the time, it was Inc. Five Hundred before they expanded it. So, you know, I worked with uh, Mark Zweig, who you know, mm-hmm. and and he had taken the management consulting firm that we were a part of to the Inc. Five Hundred list twice in a row, and that was a big deal back That's in the huge. day. Yeah. yeah, and so you think now they they've expanded it, they've expanded the categories, they've they've done all of that, and I'm just curious to know at any point did getting that acknowledgement did it cause you to kind of relax any in terms of, okay, we've gotten this award, so we're, we're there, or was there still something? I think that award only for us really just gave us a validation of to, it helped us validate ourselves to the community and to nationally, like, hey, this is what we're doing. And just to help other people understand, hey, there's something really special happening down here in South Fayetteville. Yeah. And it's it's happening and no one really knows, right. you know? No yeah. one, I mean, like we haven't had a sign on out front. We, we've now got one on order, by the way, but we haven't had a sign <laughs> out front, you know, the last five years and people still wonder what's that building? I you know. know you're kind of nestled so, between the Washington County Detention Center and Tepti. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> so yeah. you're like, exactly. So if anybody asks me where are they located, I'm like, well, they're kind of, you know, where Tepti is and oh, yeah. the Washington County Detention Center, they're somewhere right in between there. Oh, yeah. So yeah. It's really hard because I mean, really most of our business is all done online and through e-commerce stores, yeah. through uh, universities across the United States. And so even though we're heavily involved in the University of Arkansas, we're just as involved in all these other universities across the United States as well. And so it's... So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. I always have yeah. to tell people because people have like, because I'm always Sorry. like that too. I have nervous hands and I'm always knocking the table. So, but no, you're fine. So, Good. so yeah, no, I mean, that, that is, that to me is, um, you know, that's an interesting part of it. And again, a lot of times there, there there are companies like yours all over the place that people don't realize how big of a, you know, how big of an organization it is in terms of size, uh, in terms of scope and what you do. And, you know, a lot of times people don't realize they're right under your nose. You know, they're right there. Yeah. So it was, so that Inc. 5000 was just a validation for us and just to say, hey, you know, and then there was an, also an encouragement to all the hard work that I guess that everyone's putting in because it's not about me. It's really about Everyone here, I mean, it doesn't matter what point they're touching the shirt or the customer, but it's just, um, 
they are, uh, I want them to be acknowledged for all the hard work that they're putting in and, and show them, Hey, you know what we're doing, we're, yeah. we're growing and we're, we're making a difference. So, yeah, no. Well, and I love that part of it because again, you know, there are, there, I think there are a couple of other ink. 5,000 firms here in Northwest Arkansas. Mm -hmm. And I think this area is very fertile for growth. And I would be curious to know what your thoughts are now that we are on, I don't know, I won't say that we're on the other side of the pandemic, but we're getting there and we're slowly evolving. I mean, what are your thoughts for Northwest Arkansas as, as a whole in terms of being a solid and fertile ground for businesses to get started and to grow? Oh, gosh. I think Northwest Arkansas by far is one of the best areas in the United States to be at. Right, right. If you're starting a company or if you're growing a company and I mean, we could really be, I could have be unlimited pretty much anywhere in the United States. And I, there's no way I would ever want to move from this area because it's just, uh, there's the creativity, the workforce, the, the connections, the networking, just, it's been a, we just love the area itself. Just being nestled here in the Ozark mountains. Yeah the school districts and it just goes on and on. I mean, the trails and the restaurants, when I go to these other cities that are the same size as this area in Northwest Arkansas, it's funny how they just, they don't have the representation of uh, all the different places in the world that, uh, that Northwest Arkansas does with the restaurants. I mean, you literally can go to any piece of the world here in Northwest Arkansas at any restaurant because I mean, there's so, so much of a great representation of the whole world here. Yeah, so. absolutely. Yeah. As I've, I've, I've said, it's a melting pot before and it really is of different tastes and smells and sights. So, I mean, I think that's, I think that's huge. Can you talk a little bit about the transformation that Be Unlimited has taken this past year? Because it's not normal, I think, for, for firms to, to do what you've done and just in the past year alone with the, the, and I don't know, you've called it different things, but it's, you've grown. Mm -hmm. And you're different now and you even spend some time away from here. You're not you're yeah. not always here in Northwest Arkansas now. Would you be able to just kind of enlighten us about sure. that experience? I mean, so, again, through I, I really think I really put a lot of this with COVID or just having some sort of, you know, we've we had a kind of a stake driven in the ground and it kind of made us kind of reevaluate and think through uh, what we're doing as individually here at Be Unlimited. And uh for myself, as we've grown organically, we've been looking at some different acquisitions and, and we came across one that we, we were wanting to acquire and it turned into more of a merger. And then, and with a merger comes a partner and I've never had a partner before, but it's, uh, so I was thinking, huh, I guess. And so I started thinking about that. And then he said, Hey, uh, Hey, how about if I buy into the company too, as well, not just merge, but you know, cause we were doing a pretty much like a fold in merger where they were just kind of coming in and we were, we had the the executive team and the the people in place to be able to kind of take on their sales. And so, which allowed me to be able to kind of live in two places down in Florida. I'm, I live down in Florida and here both now with uh, my business partner. He lives down there too as well. So it's great that we kind of get to know each other a little bit more. And They uh, were based down there? He, they were based in Oxford, Mississippi, but he was okay. living in Florida. Living so, in Florida. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, uh, so it, and me and Christine always wanted to kind of, we would, our dream was to have a place down there. I never thought I'd have a place down there this soon, yeah. especially during COVID, which it, you'd never think these opportunities <laughs> would come during kind of catastrophic times, you know, but it, it did. And it kind of opened the gate up and it's opened the gate up actually for a lot of me and 
our, my other competitors have, some other ones have become friends now and we mm-hmm. talk and we've kind of opened the doors to each other to have these kind of conversations, which is, it's been interesting and it's just, uh, or even help each other out, even if we don't do anything, you know, which has been, it's been pretty cool to see in some of those things develop too as well. Well, and since you brought that up and it's something that I've been hearing over and over again is, is that more companies now are looking for ways to collaborate than to compete against each other, right? And, yeah, and yeah. so I'm seeing that as, as a theme throughout small business. And I have tried to figure out ways to collaborate with other people that might do something similar to what I do. So like, for instance, I've talked to people locally that do podcasting. I'm like, oh, we should figure out how we can do something together. And I can share what you're doing. You can share what I'm doing and kind of figure out, you know, go from there. Not, not that we're starting a business together, but we're figuring out ways to work together because I think that you're stronger when numbers. But I also think that great minds, when you're able to connect the dots with, you know, different people from different organizations mm-hmm. with different mindsets and yeah. ideas, you know, you're always, you want to be in rooms that where people that are even smarter than you are in. So. You know, Randy, this kind of started about three years ago for us, which kind of set the groundwork for COVID. It's kind of funny, but we started a, um, a thing called Origins. It's a water-based screen printing academy here at Be Unlimited, where we invited our competitors to come in to Be Unlimited in July for a week and just learn how to print with water-based inks because we feel so strongly about just uh, the effects on on our world that... Uh, printing with plastisol does compared to printing with water-based inks. And so it's like, just like with plastic bags or plastic straws and all that, it's water-based inks are so much better for the environment than plastisol inks are. So in this region of the United States, it's, you don't see very much water-based inks being printed. So we decided to invite people into our building during our slowest week of the year and train others how to print with water-based inks and try to encourage that in our industry more and more. People thought at the time, I'll never forget, people were asking, why are you asking your competitors to come in and see this competitive edge that you have, you know, on them? And that was a, it was a good question. I was sitting there thinking and worried about it myself, thinking, why am I asking my competitors to come in (laughs) into our facility, see everything we're doing, you know, and teach them how to do it just like we do it, you know? That's funny. And so, uh, but I really felt down deep in my heart that it was the right thing to do and that if I really wanted to leave a legacy and significance on this world or, you know, that I needed to do that. And so the, uh, so I just went ahead and I thought, well, we'll do it one year and see, just kind of see what happens. You know, and we kind of limited and we kind of were careful about who, who we invited. It's kind of an invitation only. It's real careful about not just inviting someone that was in direct competition with me, maybe at that first year. But honestly, what I learned from that is that, hey, competition can actually, y'all can actually be allies and really help each other. And we only gain more business from it because you'd have these, your competition would call you and say, hey, we've got this big customer that we're doing this for. We don't have the capacity to do, you know, print all this stuff. Can y'all take on part of this? And before you know it, you know it, and we're doing vice versa. We've got, oh, we've got, you know, our our peak time of printing is September and October, where we don't want to be able to staff for that whole those whole two months, the whole year. So we, um, you know, so it's nice to know these other mass producing screen printers that we have a good relate, you know, building these relationships with that we can call and say, Hey, can y'all take on some of this? So, you know, everything runs smoothly and, and we know that they can do it right. And they can do it the same way we are doing it because they've been into our facility and we've trained them. So, I mean, it's like, it's, it's been, it's been pretty incredible. So 
we continued to do that for three years. And then I think with COVID just kind of, Hey, it's okay to be friends with your competition. You know, it's not, it's not the end of the world. I mean, you kind of all got your own little, everyone has their niche. And plus as big as we've gotten, we still are only a crumb. I mean, just a crumb (laughs) on the table, you know? And so if that, I mean, so there's so much room for us to grow and there's so many, I mean, so much room for our competition to grow that it's not going to hurt anybody, you know? So what, you know, you know, since you brought that up, since you brought the the crumbs on the table, because I think about like, I've, I've met a bunch of people, Johnny Cupcakes, which is a, uh, a, you know, kind of a boutique shop up in um, Boston. And he's got a couple of other locations that he has sold t-shirts out. He doesn't sell cupcakes. He sells t-shirts. Really cool t-shirts, by the way. And then uh, there's another really big company up in the Boston area. Life is good. Uh-huh. And, oh, yeah. And Love those that. guys, their yeah. story was great because, I mean, yeah. they they just kind of started. They basically went out to swap meets and wherever they could oh, sell yeah. a t-shirt. Oh, yeah. in the back of their trunk. Yeah. yeah. And I don't know if I talked about this the last time, but but I had a burgeoning t-shirt career back in college. When I went to Howard University, we used to, when I was, I was there from like, I'm dating myself now, but 87 to 1991. And we used to, we used to have a t-shirt that was really popular on historically black colleges and university campuses. And it was called, it's a black thing you wouldn't understand. And so every historically black college, you know, FAMU, North Carolina A&T, Spelman, Morehouse, Howard, we all had our version of it. And then I came up with another T-shirt. I didn't come up with that, but I came up with a T-shirt that I did because I, I kind of dipped my toe in the water of creating T-shirts called Late Night at Howard University. And it was, it was the, the top 10 lies. It was, a, it was a take on David Letterman's top 10. Top oh, 10. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. So we did Late Night at Howard University, top 10 lies. And there were just like these, you know, like every school has stuff that, you know, people talk about, or, you know, folklore or whatever that everybody's like, oh, that's a lie or that's, you know. And so we had a bunch of different things that, you know, were not true that people would say all the time. And so at the time that I was there, I had like the top 10 and I actually sold like 10,000 units of that T-shirt in about eight month period. And, and it was <laughs> huge. Awesome. Yeah, it That's was awesome. huge because yeah. I mean, I'm in school, right? Yeah. Oh so my gosh. Yeah. I'm waiting tables. It's helping you pay for it's your helping college. Pay for everything. I mean, I was <laughs> yeah, on scholarship, yeah. but still, I yeah. mean, I was out there hustling yeah. and 10,000 units. Yeah. yeah. You know, paying, you're still paying money. Exactly. Yeah, so it was a big still, deal. Yeah. And it was one of the most successful t-shirts in 88, 89. And we sold it around our homecoming and a bunch of other stuff, but it just, it kind of awoken me to the possibilities, right? Now I never went on to do that, but it was, I did it for a while and it was a lot of fun selling t-shirts, but I'm, I'm leading up to something. Nowadays, it's a lot easier if somebody wants to, you know, get a t-shirt business started actually. Yeah. You know, you've got Printful and Printfully and all these other drop shipping mm-hmm. companies where you can either come up with some really great designs, share them with a the company that will then drop ship them for you to whoever wants to order them. And so there's always going to be new opportunities out there. What advice would you have for somebody that's trying to maybe leverage that? And I know that's not, it's a little no, different. Think, well, I think, it, I think right now is whenever there's chaos and all this stuff going on in the world, I think, I feel like it's a, I feel like it's a great time to start a business for one, just any business. But, mm-hmm. and if you wanted to start a t-shirt company, I think that's, that's a great time to start a t-shirt company. I mean, one is that you can just, you can be whoever you want to be and you can pivot and you can, you can change and morph to whatever the need is. And there's so many, for the first 10 years here, we didn't have any print equi- equipment. Actually, I, I farmed it all out. Right. So it was, you know, we were 
a printing company that didn't print pretty much. I mean, it was funny, but that's really the case. I mean, I, you know, we, uh, we contracted everything out and then it was because our contractors couldn't meet our need or, or fulfill, you know, the timeliness or the, the quality and things that we were really pressing for or the price and things like that. I mean, that's when we had just, it forced us into buying our own equipment. And then we slowly got became a huge press operating facility. Right. But it's, um, but until then, you know, we farmed it out and just, and kind of, and just grew slow. I mean, it's just me and an artist really at one point. So, and then we farmed out everything else. And really I could have farmed out the artwork too as well. So, cause I'm not a designer and I'm not a printer, right? you know, but I do, I do love textile. I love color. I love design and I love to meet people. I love to talk to people. I, I want Randy to be one of my best friends. I hope he <laughs> feels the same way. <laughs> so I just, uh, ever since I met him a year ago, the, uh, but I just, uh, so I think right now is a good, a good time. And definitely with all the, all the platforms that there are out there that there oh, never man. was back in the day. I mean, you Shopify. can easily, oh yeah, you can easily I build mean, your own store, It's you it's know, and insane. everyone has their own network. It's, it's really more about distribution and what, you know, I mean, there's a lot of people that have a great idea, but they just don't have a good dis- distribution or there's people that have a poor idea and they get into Walmart and it's, it's they have the best, I-, I mean, they have the best distribution in the world. So it's going to sell, you yeah, know, so, exactly. um, so it's really about just, you know, how you're going to distribute it, how you're going to get the word out, how you're going to, how's your website, yeah. you know, whose hands it's getting into and how do you get it there? How do you get it in those email boxes and things like that. So, I mean, I know women on Etsy that sell like really like very, like they'll sell, um, really vintage, not vintage, but, um, like limited runs, mm-hmm. of certain designs that I think are really cool. And, and the thing that I've noticed, cause you can easily stand up a shop on Facebook or a bunch of other sites to kind of get the word out. So you don't have to create even your own website. Right. You can stand oh, yeah. up. No. Yeah, you, you can don't. stand yeah. up a shop on Facebook and yeah. you know, say you have a couple of really great ideas or somebody has seen a t-shirt that you had printed up cuz I've had cuz one of the things that's one of the things I've looked at and even I did worked out a deal with you guys where we did we were raising money and I did I did my uh, I am Northwest Arkansas t-shirt yeah. for you guys for a while and I don't know what was what was raised but I know that like I even thought about man I could put my t-shirts out there and a lot of people have asked me from the get 1% better t-shirt cuz they're like man that's that's a great t-shirt. And I was like, yeah, I should put more of those out. And of course I'm only one person and I've, you know, I've had them printed up and, and what I thought it would be easier to just go ahead and just have it just drop ship so that anybody could order them and if they wanted it, period. So, so there's all, always options out there for people to consider with regard to that. So I think that's uh, definitely an opportunity that some people have. And the other thing is that the only real cost to getting that started is you coming up with a great design and then maybe a little bit of money with some Facebook ads and then just go from there and see if there's a market and oh, the yeah. market will tell you. Oh yeah, definitely. For sure. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Right away. For sure. So yeah. But I, I mean, I love that. I love that. Yeah. So listen, I want to ask you about this because this is something that you and I talked about just a little bit. We haven't really dabbled into this. I mean, you're 56, I'm 51. And I know that for you, I mean, one of the things that you're thinking about is, you, and you mentioned the word legacy earlier, and I know there's a lot of people that are in, in midlife and middle age, and I'm, I'm trying to be more intentional about intentional about having this conversation with certain guests that I have on the show just to kind of talk about it because I think it's interesting. But what are you hoping for 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 the next 15 or 20 years in terms of what you're able to do and 
granted, you have a platform that you can that you can build off of. Right. Not right. everybody has right. that. Right. But, you know, at this point in time, there's still a lot of gas on the tanks. If right. You oh, yeah, absolutely. Or yeah. tread on the tires. What are you what are you hoping? Yeah. To be so, I mean, to now do? for me, it's it's more about significance, leaving a legacy. Yeah. Just uh, about uh, helping others. Really, I love helping startup businesses and things like that. So if you're listening and you're thinking about starting up or you're maybe you're in the startup phase or you're you've already gotten through that and you're almost at a million, whatever, and it's like, and you want to reach out to me and talk to me, I'd be more than happy to. But the uh, because I remember those all those stages in my business very well and the struggles we had. And, you know, I'd love to encourage you. The uh, but. I mean, really, literally, I think that I've been, the books I'm reading now are about the second half, you know, which is funny. It's like, yeah. I've been stuck in the first half for a long time, right? longer probably than most, honestly, because my workforce is in their twenties. You know, I'm right here at the, I work with university students and, and so I kind of mirror off them the way I act and just, I don't know. It's just, it's been crazy. I feel like I've lived in my twenties over and over and over and over and over and over again. And now all of a sudden I find myself in my fifties and going, Whoa, I'm in my fifties. And like, I'm looking around and I bought a house down in Florida and I'm, I'm looking and I'm meeting neighbors. And I'm going, wait, I don't even know how to interact right. with people in my fifties. And I guess, I mean, literally one of my goals this year on my top 10 goals is like hang around more people in my fifties. I mean, right. like really, and just kind of, you know, or even find friends in their seventies to know like, when I'm 56, 15 years, I'll be 70. 70 yeah. And so I'm thinking, whoa, I need to know how to be 70 good, you know? <laughs> and like, who am I seeing in their 70s that are good, you know? And so for me personally, I'm sitting there looking at these people going, wow, I really like the way they look or the way they're, they're pouring into others and they're doing this and they're, you know, they're living life with significance and purpose. And, and I'm like, I want to be that person. You know, I want to be active. I want to be on the boat. I want to I still want to be snow skiing. I want to be doing things, you yeah, know? Yeah. And so, um, I don't want to be on a couch with a bag of potato chips, you know, just <laughs> wasting my life away, watching family you know? guy. Yeah. Watching family guy. Yeah. I just don't, I don't, I can't ever imagine doing that. I just, and so I've never been, if you know me, you know that I don't watch TV, you know? And so very rarely anyway, but I just, uh, I have TVs, but I don't watch TV really. But the, uh, but also I just, uh, you know, I want to live life with significance and just continue to pour into others younger and older really in my same age. And, and I think that you're asking me kind of what I'm looking at for the next 15 years. I'm, I mean, the books I'm reading is, uh, I think one, the one book I'm reading right now from a guy named Bob Belford, Buford, Buford. Yeah. Halftime. Halftime. Yeah. It's, I'm yeah, going it's through an amazing the, book. He just I'm, died a couple of years ago. I think we were talking about that recently. So really, just, I, I just like, I just really love that book. And yeah. it's just like, it's really helped. Each chapter is kind of good. It's got good questions at the end. It's short, you know, it's just short chapters, but I'm telling you, if you're in your, if you're 45 to, you know, then you need to probably get that book and read it. I think it's it's very very helpful, but no, those are the kind of things that I'm I'm looking at. I definitely I'm not looking at like retiring. I've never thought about retirement. I've I actually joked it to my wife one time about like maybe I should just sell Be Unlimited and retire. And she's like, "What are you going to do?" Right? No, I'm, like just you know retire. Right? And she's like, "No, you're going to work." I'm like, and she pointed her finger at me like, "You're going to work." I mean, <laughs> what do you mean I'm going to work? I mean, we could just like live on the you know the money we made on the business or something. She's like. No, you're going to work. I'm thinking, and she wasn't saying, she wasn't being that wife, like, you're going to work because I want you to work. She's saying that 
she knows me. She knows that I love work. I love what I do. I love getting up in the morning. I love talking to people. And she's like, I'm like you're right. I am going to work. I'm like, what am I? I don't know. I've never, I've never been a person to live. I've never even thought about retirement. Just kind of crossed my mind. And just was a conversation we had. And I thought, well, you really set off a light bulb right now for me because I'm never going to stop, you know? And so it's just what I want to continue doing. I want to make sure that everything I do now is just significant and purposeful, you know? Mm-hmm. And so those are the things that really drive me right now. So I love that. Yeah. I've, I've told the story before and, and um, I don't want to beat a dead horse, but my grandfather got into his dream career at the age of 54 and then worked it for another 29 years. So he only stopped when um, when we took his license away from him because he was driving <laughs> into New York City every day to go to work at the United Nations, covering news there at the United Nations. And we knew that he couldn't see as well. And um, we it was just a matter of time before the, the New Jersey Division of Motor Vehicles was going to take his license away. So we kind of got in, in between that because we didn't know how he was getting to work every day because he was just getting there. We figured, oh, well, you know, he gets in the car and our, our joke was that, you know, Jesus would get in and sit him over to the passenger side and just drive him to work every day. And that was the running joke. Then after a while, we were like, no, we probably need to take his license. And we did. And within a year, he had a stroke. And then, you know, and, and I think the, the challenge was always, and he even said it, I think when he was like 85, he was like, yeah, you know, I just, that why is just not there anymore because yeah. he's not, you know, going to work. And so I've lived with that for a long period of time, but I never really reflected on it until recently. And I think a lot of it was once I turned 50, I realized, wow, okay. So yeah, you know, I still got a lot of, lot of gas in the tank, a lot of tread on the tire, whatever analogy you want to use, you want to make the most of it and just keep going until you can't go any longer. So yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, there's something to be said for that. So I'll be able to take vacations. I'll be able to do all that stuff and live a full life. But you know, I've never been excited about just sitting on a beach day in and day out. Oh yeah, for no, the rest not of me. My life. Even though I've even got if, a house down in Florida, even if you live near no, the beach, when I'm when I'm down in Florida, you better be, you're going to meet me. If you see me, you're going to see me at a coffee house with 20 other guys talking about business, right. talking about just a lot of creativity happening yeah. down there, and it's just it's fun to be down there doing that too as well. Just like here in Northwest Arkansas. Absolutely, so. absolutely. Well, man, this has been great. I appreciate you giving us a glimpse into you know what life has been like over the last year. I'll let Everybody listening to this, be the judge of the original episode. We'll put that out so that people can check it out. And then you can hear what things were like back in uh, March 3rd, 2020. And then hear, you know, hear from Ben now and, and kind of check in and see what's going on. So uh, <laughs> it'll, be, it'll be interesting for me to hear that, too, as well. I think. Right, right. Yeah. No, I think, I think you'll like it. I think you'll like it. So what's the best way for people to get in contact with you? Honestly, the best way to get in contact with me is through... Uh, either through Instagram, <laughs> honestly, it's, it's become such a, a great way to contact people. It's uh, Ben underscore underscore R underscore underscore Clark. If you want to look me up that way, or you can look me up, you can just uh, email me at ben.clark at b-unlimited.com. Those are two good ways to get a hold of me. But honestly, sometimes the social media is taken over. Oh, it is. And it is. my email has gotten so full that it's almost ridiculous and it gets messy. And so it's just real hard to kind of come through. I actually default to Instagram before I actually check my email. Yeah. So, and, oh. and I get, res- I respond back to people. People are like, oh my God, you responded back so quickly. And I'm like, yeah, well, I, I mean, I checked this. So, yeah. I mean, I mean, to me, it's like, if you're going to be social, be social. Yeah, if, I mean, if you're just going to have a site and not check it, but once yeah. every couple of weeks, then 
people are now responding or asking me business questions or uh, seeing if I can do some business with them. So I'm like, I've got it. You know, you have to check. LinkedIn has become kind of a mess too as well for me as far as my inbox. Oh, exactly. Yeah. uh, But uh, Instagram is, is good because I feel like I can, I see who's, so who's, you know, requesting, you know, any, any, you know, like, you're sending a message, you can see that, you know, so I keep it pretty open. It's the best of both worlds because you can connect and communicate with people, but, but it's also, I'm a very visual person. So mm-hmm. I enjoy that aspect of, of Instagram. So oh, yeah, me yeah, too. that's why I really like it. I mean, Twitter's cool and I spend time there, but Instagram is just on another level. And now we're both kind of playing around with Clubhouse. Right. Which is yes, fun. exactly. Yeah. So, Speaking of which Clubhouse, we'll have to, um, one thing that I'm going to mention and that we're going to put out there in, in the coming weeks and, and months is that uh, I'm going to try to connect with um, Ben and some other business leaders and maybe do a regular Northwest Arkansas Clubhouse room. And for those of the uninitiated that are listening to this asking, well, what is Clubhouse? And it's not the thing in your backyard. It's actually a an app. Right now, it's an iOS app. So it's only available on the iPhone, but it's soon to be coming for the Android. Once that does, it's going to be a game changer. But it's an app that lets you basically create and moderate rooms where you can have discussions and share ideas. So not unlike you listening to this podcast of Ben and I talking, you could also log into Clubhouse and say if Ben and I and five other small business owners in Northwest Arkansas were, were sitting around chopping it up, talking about business, talking about life, talking about you know new ideas. That's essentially what Clubhouse allows you to do. So if you log in now to Clubhouse, and if anybody listening to this needs an invitation, I have a huge number of invites to invite you to Clubhouse. You you can't just join. You have to be invited. And once you're invited, you're in, and then you can invite other people. So Yeah, same here. So you could ask me as well. But yeah, yeah, so please do that. And uh, I've connected with Ben on Clubhouse, but we're going to just keep an eye out. I'll be posting some stuff on social media in the near future from I am Northwest Arkansas, just mentioning that we're going to be doing some special Northwest Arkansas clubhouse rooms for small business and, uh, you know, just sharing ideas. So, you know, it, it is, as I've always learned, sharing is caring. So I certainly want to do that for you, the, the listener here. And I know a lot of you are coming here to listen to this podcast for different things. Some of you want to learn about the area. Some of you want to learn about the people in the area. Some of you want to learn about a lot of the different programs and a lot of the different facilities and organizations. So, you know, we we talk about a lot of different things and that's why we focus on the intersection of business, culture, entrepreneurship, and life in the Ozarks. And that's why I appreciate you guys so much for being patient with all of the different uh, programs that we bring on here because we want to bring you the highest quality guests, the highest quality conversations that, that you'll find in Northwest Arkansas. So, Ben, thank you so much for joining me once again, for allowing us to rewind and bring this back and do another robust episode of the I Am Northwest Arkansas podcast. Appreciate you. Hey, you're welcome. Thank you, Randy. Appreciate it very much. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, folks, there you have it. Another episode of I Am Northwest Arkansas. To learn more about us or to read or download the show notes from today's episode, visit IamNorthwestArkansas.com. You can also listen to this podcast and sign up for our free newsletter to keep up with us in all things NWA. Sign up today. You can subscribe to the I Am Northwest Arkansas podcast wherever you listen to it. And please consider rating and reviewing us on Apple Podcasts. Our podcast comes out every Monday, rain or shine. And that's all I have for you this week. I'm your host, Randy Wilburn, and we'll see you back here next week for a new episode of the I Am Northwest Arkansas podcast. Peace. 
hope you enjoyed this episode of I Am Northwest Arkansas. Check us out each and every week, available anywhere that great podcasts can be found. For show notes or more information on becoming a guest, visit IamNorthwestArkansas.com. We'll see you next week on I Am Northwest Arkansas.